in today's show. We're looking ahead to week seven in the NBA, some streaming options and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me as always on Twitter at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and at Substack at JoshLloyd48.Substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's pricepix.com. The promo code is locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And here we are, ready to head into week seven in the NBA. The schedule is weird, it's unbalanced. It's a little bit different, though, to what we've had over the last, I don't know, couple of weeks. We don't have a day off in the middle of this week. We don't have a 14-game day, just a 13-game day. So let's take a look. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. Busy Monday. We haven't had many of these huge volume Mondays. It's not that big, but it's 10 games. And normally my cutoff for streaming on a day is going to be uh, nine. That's, That's how I look at it, nine. So... You know, we have a look at this and go, okay, well, 10, that's going to, your mileage will vary a little bit on that, whether you're able to stream on a 10-game day. You, again, usually nine is fine, 10 is borderline. So we've got 10 on a Monday. We've got three on a Tuesday, a clear target streaming day. We've got 13 games on Wednesday. Too many. I don't know what now, maybe I'm missing something, but there's 13 games on Wednesday and there's one game on Thursday. Why? And that one game is Dallas-Detroit. Is it all we're spotlighting? What are we doing? What, what, what's this game? What, what is this scheduling? And then 11 games on Friday. I, I don't understand it. Anyway. So, 10 on Monday, 3 on Tuesday, 13 on Wednesday, 1 on Thursday, 11 on Friday, and then a nice weekend. 7 on Saturday, 8 on Sunday. So, the blue days are the days, if you're watching on video, the blue days are the days that it's going to be hard to stream, especially the Wednesday, Friday, but we've got some targets on the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday of days that we can actually um, you know, have some real confidence of being able to stream guys in. Now, I think it's worth reminding everyone again that when I'm talking leagues, default is 12-team leagues um, and default is four moves per week when talking about streaming options. If you have you know, unlimited moves, you want to be streaming multiple roster spots and getting the most value that way. If you've got less than four, then it's a bit harder to do that streaming sort of stuff. If you've got games caps, it's a little bit harder to do streaming stuff. It's really impossible for me to cover every single permutation of league settings, league size, roster size, point scored format, category formats, impossible to do. So I try and go through the standard sort of stuff. Um, and then you have to make adjustments based on your own individual league settings. So that's how the league does play out this week. So how does it play out on an individual team basis? Well, We've got 17 teams playing four games. Last week, we had 15. So a little bit higher volume this week, a couple of extra games on, because of course, we don't have the zero game Thanksgiving. We bumped it to a one game Thursday, but that's what we've got for the week. 17 teams play four games. That's the Pelicans, Suns, Nuggets, Wizards, Jazz, 
Cavs, Blazers, Celtics, Magic, Rockets, Pacers, Nets, Lakers, Kings, Bulls, Raptors, and Knicks. They all have four games this week. There are 12 teams that play three, and there's just the lonely Miami Heat that have two games this week. And they play on a 13-game Friday and an 11... Uh, sorry, 13-game Wednesday and an 11-game Friday. Not a great week for Miami Heat. Especially considering there was a lot of streaming value for those guys. Given the injuries, it looks like Jimmy Butler might return in one of these games against Boston. Maybe the Wednesday or Friday game. I don't know. But it's a it's a pretty bad schedule. And then everyone else, the other 12 teams, all play three games for the week. So in terms of how we're streaming or where we're looking at streaming, there are three teams that do not play a quality game. The Heat, the Sixers, and the Hawks. So they play their three games on the three high-volume days. We already talked about the Heat. But Atlanta and Philadelphia, they, their third game is on the Monday where there are 10 games on. So this doesn't really impact you know, your DeAnthony Melton, who you're obviously starting anyway. Your Shake Milton, who's got value at the moment, although that might drop when Joel Embiid is back. But it's like if you're looking to stream in a George Niang or Paul Reed or Montrez Harrell, if Embiid remains out, then you're not going to be able to use those guys probably during the week. You know, in Atlanta, if you're like, oh, look, I like what AJ Griffin's doing. I um, have no self-respect and I don't appreciate my own time and I still have DeAndre Hunter rostered, then it's going to be hard to use them with zero quality games for the week. You know, I'm holding a Nyekara Kongwa. You get zero action out of him this week. You shouldn't be holding him. Uh, in, in case it wasn't clear, you shouldn't be holding DeAndre Hunter either. But they've got zero quality games, those teams. On the positive side of things, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Mavs, and the Pistons, they have the most. They have three quality games this week. And interestingly enough, two of those teams, Detroit, and Dallas, they only play three games for the week. So every one of their games is on a low-volume day. Because, as I said, Detroit and Dallas are the only team that plays on that blockbuster, isolated Thursday. Big Pistons-Mavs rivalry. The Mark Aguirre Bowl. Yeah. Chris, is it for Christian Wood revenge game? Is that what we're trying to highlight here? Anyway, those guys all have three quality games this week. Blazers, Knicks, Mavs, and Pistons. The Kings, Warriors, and Clippers play two quality games. And I'm highlighting that because nobody else does. Basically, every other team, or every other team does, play just one. So the Kings, Warriors, and Clippers have an advantage too. So streaming options from those teams, whether that's Norman Powell, or Terrence Mann, or Amir Coffey, or Reggie Jackson, or Johnny Wall, the Warriors, not so much. Kevon Looney, maybe. Um, the Kings, maybe it is Keegan Murray's stream time. Maybe it is Malik Monk. Yeah, these teams have the advantage by, given the fact that every other team, so we've got three, seven, 10, 20 teams play one quality game this week. So if you've got these seven teams who play either two or three, it's a big advantage. It's a big advantage to have those extra games where they can be streamed in. When you're trying to minimize acquisitions, finding the guys that play on the low-volume days, it does become really, really important. And, and I think I think you, you know that by now. But if you don't, there you go. There's a hint. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, UK, Canada. Hold on. Australia, Australia, are we, are we up and ready? Australia's up, yeah, we're in, bang, let's go, Turo's here, book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip, 
Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B or test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver that car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Give me a pronunciation guide here. Turo is pronounced Turo. Turo? Turo? My guy, really? Turo? Turo. Is that what it, or is it Turo? It's Turo, yeah? Anyway, I've, I've been pronouncing it Turo. 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 Anyway, what a great ad. Okay, let's move on to look at how the back-to-backs look for the week. Um, Sunday, Monday. So heading out of week six into week seven. You've got a bunch of teams, the Cavs, the Wizards, the Celtics. I wonder how Al Horford, I'm going to play in all back-to-backs um, is going to fare with his back spasms. I wonder if he coincidentally that flares up. We'll, we'll see. It'd be shocking luck that his back spasms flare up again on another back-to-back. Just what are the odds of that happening? That'd be wild. Uh, Minnesota's got a back-to-back. Indiana, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Orlando, and Atlanta. We'll talk about Orlando a little bit later on in terms of some of their injury returns, but we might have some guys sitting out there. In terms of, um, we know that Monday is a high-volume day, so we're not looking too much at Monday, but Monday, Tuesday... Yeah, so you've got those back-to-backs heading into the week, but again, it's a high-volume day. Monday, Tuesday, there are no back-to-backs for the week. But what we can look at is Sunday, Tuesday as a combination. So you add someone for Sunday, and then you get the action here where they play again Tuesday. And there's a lot here. Portland, the Knicks, the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Clippers, and the, and the Pistons. And you'll notice that some of those teams that I spoke about before that have more quality games than others, Portland, the Knicks, Dallas, the Pistons, they also play on the Sunday. So there's really good lead-in value for these teams. Whereas you can add them on the Sunday, get the action on weeks, the end of week six, and then you actually get the benefit of these teams having a strong schedule in week seven as well. That doesn't happen very often. Tuesday, Wednesday, we do have some back-to-backs, but again, Wednesday's 13 games. You're not going to be looking to add the Tuesday, Wednesday players. That's Portland, the Knicks, and the Clippers. And the reason I highlight this more is because the Clippers play a back-to-back. So John Wall, and if he's even ready to go, Kawhi Leonard is going to sit one of these games. But John Wall's going to sit one here. Tuesday's Thursday, so that's back-to-back around that big day. It's only Dallas and Detroit because they're the only team that plays on Thursday. Friday, there's no Thursday-Friday back-to-back, but we've got the Thursday-Saturday combination. So it's only Dallas. It's only Dallas who plays Thursday-Saturday. Friday-Saturday, more again, that's 11 games on Friday. We're not really going to be looking, who do I add for the Friday-Saturday because you're probably not going to use them Friday, but there is back-to-back rest issues. Utah and Orlando, Houston, with um, Eric Gordon, the Bucks with Giannis in his knee, we have to watch out for. And Charlotte also on that back-to-back if Lamelo is back. Does he sit the back-to-back at all? I don't know. The weekend back-to-back, it's the Kings and the Knicks. And remember, if we go right back up the top, look at the Knicks on that Sunday, Tuesday. They've got that lead into the week really strong. And then they have a weekend back-to-back, which is great. And then to go from week seven into week eight, the Celtics, Al Horford, man, geez, that back spasm, that might be a real problem this week for him. Uh, that's unlucky. Uh, the, the Celtics have got a back-to-back Sunday, Monday, then it's the, and the Grizzlies, Suns, and Pacers all have that value of playing Sunday and then leading into week eight as well. So worth paying attention to that. What about a streaming plan for the week? Well, there's not many strategies this week. The one I really think we want to look at here is if you can add a Pistons or a Mavericks player for Sunday of week six, and then they play Sunday, they play Tuesday, they play Thursday, and if you're Dallas, they play Saturday as well. So they just hit every quality game, and 
it actually costs you zero ads for week seven. So you can add Alec Burks. You can add Sadiq Bay if he's back, which we don't know that. We can add Marvin Bagley, Jalen Duran, um, Isaiah Livers in deeper leagues, Killian Hayes, uh, Maxi Kleber's back. I don't really care too much about that, but you can look at yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, and you can get them and get the game on Sunday, but you can get the Tuesday, Thursday. I said three games. It's actually two two bonus games, my bags. I'm concluding Sunday, but you get the you get zero ads and you get them on the Tuesday, Thursday. And then you're free to use your other four ads to take longer-term stashes, to use the weekend back-to-back for the Knicks and the Kings, as I mentioned before, or just to sort of fill gaps where you need them. You stream in more on a Sunday to fill what you need and help prepare for week eight as well. Because there is only the two teams playing on the Thursday, there's no real other way to maximize what you're doing than looking at the Pistons and the Mavericks. And as I said, the Mavericks also play. They play Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But whatever other strategy you use, because Monday, Wednesday, Friday are high-volume days, you add someone on Tuesday, and then if they don't play Thursday, then there's no real point. You're sitting and doing nothing until you wait until Saturday. So it is a weird week. The only real benefit of multiple games for minimal ads is Dallas and Detroit. And then you're just doing one-for-ones, like single ads, and trying to get some value out of that. In terms of how the week looks front-loading, there are four teams, Milwaukee, Memphis, San Antonio, and the Heat, who don't play a quality game until the weekend. The Heat obviously don't play one at all, but Milwaukee, Memphis, the Spurs, they don't play a low-volume day until we hit the weekend. So if you've got a fringe Bucks player, Javon Carter, if you've got a fringe Grizzlies player, Brandon Clark, for example, if you've got a fringe Spurs player, maybe it's Cater Bates Diop. Maybe it's well, I don't know if he's really a fringe player, but he's playing terribly. The horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? Then you're just not going to use them really until Saturday. Now I wouldn't suggest dropping Keldon Johnson, but these other guys, they'll be sitting on your bench for five days, and you probably don't use them. As I said, the Heat don't play one this week at all. The Sixers, the Hawks, and the Heat don't have a game on the weekend. So bear that in mind when you're looking at making moves to drop players, to add for those lower volume days on Saturday, Sunday, that you're not getting any games out of these players in that area. In terms of injuries, just to update over the weekend, Gordon Haywood has a fracture in his shoulder. This bloke, my God, there's always something, isn't there? Um, Woj said it's week to week. He also said it was week to week for Ja Morant, who missed one game. I expect this is a six to seven week for Haywood. That's a standard sort of fracture time frame for a shoulder, but who knows? With him out, the immediate, um, the immediate urge, I guess, would be to add Jalen McDaniels. But remember this: at the moment, Kelly Oubre is starting in place of Lamelo Ball. Theoretically, Ball would come back, Oubre would move to the bench. Yes, because Haywood would start. But now, what happens is Ball comes in. Ball basically replaces Haywood in the rotation. That is what I expect to happen. If Ball is back next game, Ball is the one who replaces Haywood, not McDaniels. McDaniels will stay in that 22, 23 minute. Now, if Ball is out still, then yes, Jalen McDaniels is an ad. Or, or if I know people, man, I want to add Kai Jones because he played 27 minutes last game, whatever it was. He played eight in the three previous to that. And again, it was because a few guys were out. But realistically, we could have a situation where Haywood is out and Lamelo Ball comes in and takes Haywood's role. And then everything else sort of stays the same as what was happening. Boyan Bogdanovich got hurt at the end of yesterday's game. We don't really have an update on that just yet. 
I'd like to get an update on it, but we don't. Now, if he misses in Detroit, they're already without Sadiq Bay. But it could also be that situation where Bogdanovich is out and Bay steps in. So they have Bay and Livers starting, and you get that boost to guys like Diallo, to Burks, Kevin Knox, getting those extra minutes. I wouldn't say that, yeah, outside of Burks, who is a 12-team league guy, I wouldn't say that those other guys like Knox um, or Diallo are 12-team league ads, but it could just be a Bay straight in for Bogdanovich type scenario. Markel Fultz has been upgraded to question. It doesn't mean he'll play, but it looks like his return is imminent. And unfortunately, we saw Jalen Suggs play very few minutes yesterday. I think his ankle's in real trouble. We, he hurt at the game before and never returned. And then he played like 19 minutes and stunk. So we have to watch that one. But let's see. Fultz could be returning. I don't mind him as a stash. Anthony Davis has also popped up with a calf injury. Not his standard on probable with a back problem, a calf issue. So obviously, given how well he's been dominating, we need to watch that from Anthony Davis. That is obviously really, really important. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's easier. It's not easy, it's better. It's not salary caps. It's not lineups against thousands of people. It's you versus player projections. You make an entry with these player projections up to between two to six different ones, whether it's Luka Doncic over-under on his points, whether it's Christian Wood over-under on his rebounds, whether it's Emmanuel Quickly over-under on his steals, whatever it is. Two to six of them in a lineup, you can win up to 25 times your entry fee. Who doesn't love that? PricePix offers projections on pretty much any sport that you watch. The, the World Cup, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball when that's cracking, NHL, PGA, college sports, women's basketball, men's basketball, college football, soccer, cricket, the World Cup, as I said, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, and of course, the GOAT, disc golf. Interest can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PricePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50 bucks, PricePix gives you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. So let's look at weekly leagues. Josh, I don't understand. Why would I sit this player? If you are in a league where you can change your lineup every day, I bid you farewell. It's good to have you here. Don't listen to anything more that I say on this show. Actually, you can keep listening. But when I say to sit players, and I have to say this every episode because there is always a comment. If I say to sit players, why does he say to sit this guy? I don't understand. If I am telling you, telling you about sit players, it means that you set your lineup once a week and you can't make any changes. That is what this is for. If it doesn't, if that's not applying to you, don't worry about sitting players. Don't worry about sitting. Why would I sit this guy? He's really good. Don't worry about that if you don't. If you can change your lineup every day. I cannot make that clearer. Surely I cannot make it clearer. Could I make it clearer? I don't think I could. Anyway, looking at my projections for the week ahead, no one who was lowly rostered really stood out as a great ad for this week. I thought Emmanuel quickly, maybe the Knicks have that four-game week. But like he didn't massively stand out, and he's so wildly inconsistent. I wouldn't feel great about adding Emmanuel quickly and starting him this week. But again, most guys who I had in my top 120 for this week ahead are rostered in majority of leagues. So no one massively stood out. Now, injuries could change this, of course. But no one massively stood out. On the sit side of things, there are a few to look at. I think you're sitting all heat players. Now, obviously, if Jimmy Butler is ready to go and plays the two games, then you would start him. But I don't have confidence in that. It looks like he's coming back, but I don't know. The other one who's maybe, maybe a start for the week would be Bam Adebayo. 
Maybe. Clay Thompson, I wouldn't start this week. They only play three games, and one of them is a back-to-back, so he plays two. Don't start him. Johnny Wall, the same thing. He struggles in category leagues, and they've got a back-to-back, so he's going to sit. And then I got Reggie Jackson and Norman Powell on this list. That's going to depend on the status of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They might be options, but with the uncertainty that, say, Kawhi and Paul George miss one game, and then they play the final two, and you get two subpar games of Reggie Jackson and Norman Powell, I'm not sure that it's worth it. It might be. It depends on how your roster's structured. But if Kawhi and Paul George come back, then those guys' value gets tanked. Lou Dort's another one that I wouldn't bother sitting with only three games, or wouldn't bother starting with only three games for the week. In terms of points leagues, who could you add that's available in over 50% of leagues that I really liked? Any Avdia. I like what he's doing. Um, yes, he does play better when Bradley Beal's out and Beal is back, but I thought he was still pretty good last game, and he should get 30 minutes every night. Now, I'm not Wes Unsell Jr., but he should get 30 minutes every night. And he's available in a lot of spots, Denny. And I think it's just worth mentioning that he probably should be added. He's sort of breaking out. I'm not fully believing in it. He could have three points on nine shots next game. But I'd be more encouraged by the fact that he took nine shots, to be fair. Justice Winslow could be an ad for the week with Lillard out. Tory Craig. Tari preseason slash regular season. Because there is a back-to-back in there. So Eric Gordon will sit at least one game. Larry Nance. I know the last three games. Here's the thing with Nance. I know people will complain about Nance. Here's the thing with Nance. He plays and closes games. Plays like the final nine minutes of each fourth quarter. The last three games have been like 20 points, 45 points, and 20 points in wins and losses. So it's been garbage time the fourth quarter for the last three games for the Pelicans. So Nance has played 18 minutes. If he had have closed the game and played the final seven or eight minutes, it would have been 25, 25, 25. And you would have been like, all right, he's doing what he does. Right? It's garbage time. That's that's my thought on it. Look, that could be completely wrong. The next game might be a close game for the Pelicans, and Nance still plays 18. I really don't believe it. but Because I, I look at this and go, I know he's been closing games. And he's been playing through all these close games in fourth quarters. And there just hasn't been one the last three games. And coincidentally, it would be a pretty big coincidence if that was the case. But coincidentally, he's playing under 20 minutes because he doesn't get to close the game. So bear that in mind. And then Malik Monk could be an ad for the week as well with four games for the Kings. In terms of players to sit, I'd sit all Heat players again. That same uncertainty with Butler. Bam's not as good of a points lead player as he category league, so I'd feel more comfortable sitting him. Um, Johnny Wall, Clay Thompson, Reggie Jackson, um, Brandon Clark, and Norman Powell can be sits as well in points leagues. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. And on YouTube, hit a thumb up, drop a comment, subscribe. Guys, We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.